I would love for you to invite you, if you are cultivating friendships at this stage, at this season of life, what are you willing to tolerate in a friendship? And how are you willing to be celebrated in a friendship? Because in friendships, they should be excited for you. They should be celebrating you. They should be happy for your growth. They should be happy for you in general. Hey, love. Want to go deeper and behind the scenes with our mini trainings with some of our guests on the Brave Table? Then become an insider and get the inside scoop. It's absolutely free and you'll unlock private mini trainings that will help you be even more brave in your relationships as we go deeper in certain areas of your life. So become an insider today for free at nithabushin.com forward slash insiders. That's I-N-S-I-D-E-R-S and learn from the Vice documentary Shaft on pleasure, Dr. Kate Northrup on money blocks, Karen Rockland on speaking your truth, and Dr. Nisha Khanna on women's health and so, so much more. And guess what? It's all free when you go to Nita, that's N-E-E-T-A, Bouchon, B-H-U-S-H-A-N.com forward slash insiders. Grab your inside scoop today. And now back to the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Nita, and this is your destination, your oasis to be all things just a little bit more brave. And today, if you're tuning in for the first time, I have a question for you. How do you maintain relationships? How do you cultivate relationships? And how do you have a lifelong connection to build relationships that fuel you? So my friends, family, posse, community, this is for you. For anybody who maybe in this season has struggled either with friendships or have really not understood how to build friendships. I know that in a lot of my mom circles, it's kind of awkward to build friendships, especially when everything is surrounding the kids, everything. And I meet sometimes moms at the playground or after school functions and activities. And I've seen memes on this as well. So I know I'm not the only one that sees this. But many times, I've honestly been baffled because... It's not my experience, but I know and I can empathize with so many mamas who struggle in trying to make friendships. And, you know, the memes that I'm talking about are the ones where, you know, you're kind of dating and courting at the playground and your kids are playing with each other and then you make it all about the kids. And my whole thing is, is why make it all about the kids? Like there's got to be a way where you can court the person that you really want to get to know better and actually have a brave conversation and ask them to go to coffee with you. Or I get it. I know you might be busy and you're like, Nita, I just don't have time for that. Or you know, you're just filling your cup up last. I'm not knocking you down for it, but there is a season if this is you and you're struggling to make friendships, and I'm not just talking about the mamas out there, I'm talking about the super uber busy entrepreneur that would rather prioritize their business than prioritize the relationships in their lives. And I've just met so many entrepreneurs who you know, only meet if it's a business transaction, only meet if it's something to do with business. And I get it. Your time is valuable. I get it. If you're doing a startup, your time is so crucial and you need to have boundaries. And you're not going to take a meeting because you don't know if you're going to be wasting time and there's not very much time to waste. I get that. However, 
I also see that when people are getting into, you know, their 50th decade or in their 60s, I see and I hear the wisdom of, and you see this in the five regrets of the dying. It's a book that you can all get. We can link it in the show notes as well. One of the five big regrets of the dying is the fact that they didn't call their loved ones or spend more time with them. And whether it's loved ones or whether it's friendships, this is how you know communities thrive. If you have watched the Dan Butner on, it's on Netflix, and it is a it's like a four or five mini series show, and how it's I think the title of the show is called How to Live to a Hundred Years, and it's with longevity expert who studies centenarians around the world. He came out with a book called Blue Zones. And one of the you know leading ways to longevity, and we all know this, that they have studied in places like Japan, Costa Rica, Loma Linda, and in Sardinia. And then there's another one. I think it's Greece. It's in Icaria, I think is that they have solid social networks, solid friendships. Now, there's another study that I read not too long ago, and we probably have it even... I I kind of alluded to it in a different episode, that there's you know only one in three people can say confidently that they can confide in somebody else. That one in three people have another friend that they can confide in, which means that two-thirds of people do not have friendships. That is bananas to me. It's bananas to me because I guess I've always been... And I, I had to grow up early. And for those of you who are just tuning in for the very first time, I you know, lost three members of my family and became an orphan at the age of 18. And I had to raise my youngest brother. My youngest brother was 14 at the time. And it was a really traumatic time. I was living in and out of hospital settings because both my parents had gone through different stages of cancer and we had suddenly lost a brother. And one of the things that I learned when I was 15, 16, just in hospital settings, 18 when my dad was diagnosed and then he died you know, later on that year, right before my 19th birthday, was the incredible capacity for humans and young humans. These are teenagers who, you know, let's be honest, teens were coming to my parents' bedside, were coming to my dad's bedside in the ICU, came to my mom's bedside in the ICU. These were sophomores and would sing and would chant and would pray. We had a big Christian community that we were part of. Although my mom was Catholic, I mean, my dad was like, go everywhere. It doesn't matter. Have faith. And we would do, you know, temple. We had family and and community that would come from the temple, from the Gurdwara and come and sit with us. So I was surrounded by not just one homogenous group of people growing up in Chicago, But it was all diversity, number one. And number two, it was all different faiths. And number three, it was all based on love. And I didn't realize it at the time. It would be, you know, decades and decades later that I would fully realize it. But that has been one of my superpowers. And I know that people ask me all the time, how do you cultivate strong friendships? How do you cultivate female friendships? And, you know, for, me, that's just one of the things I've been able to build communities. Now I consider myself a community builder, going into communities and literally revving up and empowering other people to also take a stand in bringing other people together. Because 
you know, you want to be the way shower of your friend group, but you're too afraid. And I've heard this so often that, no, you start a text thread because I don't know, what if I do it and nobody will say yes. So if this is you and you're getting into, you know, the holiday season where you're going home or you're waiting for the invitation, I'm going to be honest. Don't wait for the invitation for people to invite you. You do the inviting. If you want to be in on whatever, you know, in crowd or you... And the thing that blows my mind these days is, especially with the young generation, but honestly, this happens with us too as adults. Like if you're not invited to something, I'm just going to, you know, have a hot take around this. What do you feel like when you see photos of these people posted or in stories or whatever? How do you feel that you weren't invited? And I know that is such a big trigger because we have talked about it in our circumstances in our communities, the feeling of just being left out and like, hey, I wanted to be there or hey, man, I wanted to be included. So if you are feeling this way, and I know this because I know moms who have teenage daughters and sons who they're trying to limit their time on social, but this is happening now that people are feeling so sad and depressed and just sad for themselves because they weren't invited and they saw it in a whatever a story or something was posted and they tell their moms or their dads why wasn't I invited and of course then their parents are like brushing it off but this happens at every era of society we're doing it to each other and then we see our kids going through the same thing but we don't recognize it until we see our kids going through the same thing or everyone was at a lunch and you know we're eating the same lunch and you know, my son had the seaweed snacks that I give him in his lunch bag and he didn't want it. Why? Because he didn't want to feel left out because everyone else was having potato chips. And I was like, no, you are going to have... I had a tiger mom moment. I'm like, you are going to have these seaweed chips because they do not have the amount of fat <laughs> that the regular potato chips have and they are so good and so tasty because this kid has been loving the seaweed snacks for the longest time. Now this just goes back to us as evolutionary, you know, human beings. We were hunter-gatherers for, you know, many, many centuries and years and we would hunt and gather as a community. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to go be friends with that person in the second grade still, that you have to stalk them on Facebook or whatever and, and try. No, you've evolved. Like, why? And I know so many people that do that. It's like, create your own. Create your own. Actually, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go back and hang out with friends from the seventh grade, go for it. But I would love for you to invite you if you are cultivating friendships at this stage, at this season of life, what are you willing to tolerate in a friendship? And how are you willing to be celebrated in a friendship? Because in friendships, they should be excited for you. They should be celebrating you. They should be happy for your growth. They should be happy for you in general. And if it's not based on joy, and I know what's happening these days is you know there's so much polarity and so much division that it's easy to just say, nope, we're done. I'm not. And I, I commend you if you are in that stage. I know for myself, I had to close the doors on several relationships this year. And I just felt that I had to take an honest look. I'm very open with my boundaries sometimes. Actually, many times when it comes to my personal relationships. It's hard to get in my inner circle. But when you are, I'm very open with you. And I treat you like family. I treat you like the 15-year-olds, the 16-year-olds, the 17-year-olds that came to sing around both of my parents as they were passing through their final days. And I will never forget that. And I will. I used to actually keep long, long relationships that sometimes were toxic, unhealthy, just because they were with me for that particular moment. 
However, does it need to be the case? Just because somebody was there for you when you broke up with your high school boyfriend or your college boyfriend, but you have nothing in common, you have zero things in common, or because you and your mom was best friends with the neighbor's mom, and so low-key, you think you have to keep a relationship with the neighbor's kid because your moms are best friends, but you have zero anything in common? Why? Why? Why don't you write down what are some of the characteristics that you want in friendships? And if you are hanging on to old friendships just for the sake of cultural obligations, familial obligations, family dynamics, you see them every year at Christmas, they're the neighbor or whatever that helped you out when your you know, car was in a bind, are they worth your time? Because like the entrepreneurs that I know, like the busy mamas I know, it is hard to make time. And so then you just focus on the things you can control, which if you can control things in your business or in a business setting, then you can justify meeting this new person instead of... And I did this for many years when I was rebuilding myself after I sold my dental practice. I did not want to associate myself with any doctors or dentists. I was just done. And then I realized the next business that I grew from that was a consulting practice for doctors and dentists and lawyers. And, and professionals. And the very thing that I was resisting was the thing that actually kept coming back and back and back and back. And so I started to shift my relationship with that. And I absolutely loved the new friendships that were coming. And yes, there was also a caveat because there was also a business sense attached to it. Now, if we leave business aside, and if we're just figuring out who am I outside of my career ambitions, financial ambitions, business ambitions, that I am just a human. I'm a human who loves to travel. I'm a human that loves chai. I'm a human that loves to do Pilates. I'm a human that loves yoga. I'm a human that loves strength training. Make a list of all of the things and then find your people there. You'll have way much more in common. You'll have way much more to speak about. You'll have way much more to laugh about. And your ability to go deeper is so much more sweet. It's so much more genuine. Popping in to tell you your exclusive invite to joining me for an exclusive three-day weekend intensive retreat experience with the one and only Sri Sri Ravi Shankar at his Art of Living Center in the incredible oasis of Boone, North Carolina. That is my three-day rise up and fly forward weekend intensive. Now, during this weekend intensive, I invite you to deep dive into the messy moments and the obstacles and the challenges that didn't go as planned. Because in those three days, we are going to navigate and acknowledge the magical moment of suck, recognizing the contributing elements of your bounce factor and how to process them, how to centralize and regulate your nervous system as well as we will be taking you through different meditations, group discussions, journaling, one-on-one -on -one sharing. And this would be your personal retreat with me as your guide to explore and embrace the unexpected magic in the mess and find your joy through the chaos of sometimes life's heavy moments. So you'll be able to learn how to overcome your internal blocks to unlock your full potential, rewire your thought patterns and replace outdated beliefs and behaviors, increase your emotional capacity when dealing with stress, develop your own personal blueprint and framework for bouncing back from life's challenges. And whether you are experiencing a transition, dealing with a loss, or simply looking to make real life changes, you will come out of those three days stepping into your now what and creating your next chapter. 
So Brave Table fam, use this link to book your three-day experience with me for only $350 at the Boone Center in North Carolina. That is neetabushin.com forward slash events. And that is also linked in the show notes. And now back to the show. I've actually created a whole how to create your soul support posse. It's how to cultivate friendships. And you know, if you've been listening to me long enough, I've been saying create your soul support posse because your soul support posse, these are people that lift you up, that light you up, that are going to advocate for you, that want the best for you, and that are willing to also be celebrated as well, that you have fun together, that you have a common thread together. And fine, you might have disagreements because what I also do notice is that many times people of a similar, you know, background or a similar mindset are just kind of, you know, together. And I totally get that. Yet sprinkle some diversity in your mix, you know, and that's what I would call people forward. Sprinkle some diversity in the mix. And diversity you have the definition of. I do not have a conversation with somebody that maybe isn't from your ethnicity. If you're like Nita, but I live, you know, in Japan. Well, I mean, fine. But <laughs> for those living in the West, I feel like we only get entangled with certain groups of people. And I think that it's so important to diversify. And you will see that there is everyone under the rainbow at any of our events, any of our gatherings. And we like that way. I think I can learn so much more from learning about other people's cultures, learning about where other people are coming from. And you know, I'll be honest, I don't really like being the only brown person in the room at some of these big events. And you know, you probably don't like being that person too in some of those events. So how can we create more of this diversity and to not wait for an invitation to create your own? And if you need to know steps on creating your own, I'm giving it away for free. When you get the book, if you have already gotten the book, you can grab it again. It is at thatsuckednowwhat.com. You grab the book for free, just pay for shipping. And when you get that, you actually grab my 16-page free How to Create Your Soul Posse guide. It's for free. And I do this because you know, get that book for your friend that you want to get to know better. Start the conversation so that you can actually build more of this friendship momentum. You can be the way shower. You can be the one to start cultivating these friendships. So I talked about cultivating already. Who do you want to be in that inner circle? Who do you want to get to know better? I'd love for you to write this down and do a deep dive in your own inventory. And then how do you maintain... Okay, so this is a big one because I know that, you know, a lot of the guy friends that I talk to and that I have, we cannot talk for maybe six months or even eight months. But when we see each other or we'll see each other at family events or when I go back to Chicago or whatnot, once a year, if that, or maybe once every other year at this point, because now, you know, our schedule with kids are a little bit crazy. But when we meet, it's like no time has gone by. And you know you've had these people. Like anytime I see our friends, our community, either in Kuala Lumpur, in Bali, in India, or even in Dubai, and it is like interesting because it's like no time has passed by. (laughs) Those are the best friendships, the best, because that's how you know there is a soul bond that is worth more than gold. And I will be the first one to tell you, like the fake friendships that I see that people blast on social media, they're just fake. Especially if it's like 
you know, influencer based and things like that, that they only want to get to know you because of your following or what they want from you. Those are not real friendships. I hate to break it to you. I've gone to a lot of these masterminds where most of them are friends because, oh, I, can I, you know, do something with you? This and, and that, that's great. I'm not trying to knock anybody down for that. But are those people going to bat for you 20 years from now? Or if you're going through a really tough season in life, or if you're going through a divorce or your kid is really sick. I'm not saying this for everyone, but a lot of times we make friends just based on ego and all the rest of it. But find your soul posse. Find it. It's one thing to post things on social, but are they really your people? This year has been such a big lesson for me and friendships. And I've let go of a lot of people that just aren't in the same wavelength at this stage of life where I'm at. And you'll see that when you are so clear with the kind of friendships that you want, people will evolve out. Either they will you know, create a fight or they'll just distance themselves because there's things that no longer align. It's not a fit. And it doesn't mean you don't grieve. Sure, there's a grieving process, but it also means you're making space for new and celebrate that. Celebrate that and also celebrate who is in your inner circle now. And if it's just the one person, great, celebrate them. What do you love about them? What is it that you love? And if it's, you know, the two people, or maybe it's people that you want to get to know better, write them down. And maybe after this episode, send them a text. Say, hey, I was just thinking about you. And I would love to just deepen our friendship, our relationship, our connection in this next year. And I know I'm not the best at keeping in touch or I'm not the best at this, but I would love it if we can just set up maybe like a, a monthly coffee or a monthly or like even a quarterly something. That would be my invitation for you. Because the more juicy and expansive and more vulnerable we can be in our friendships, where it's not just a post or a wave or a comment on social, that these are actually offline relationships. And some, I know, I know that for certain generations, you're having relate, you're having these friendships on IG. I just don't consider them that. I got to see you in person. I got to actually travel with you to know your true heart and, you know, to really have that. And I think that whatever flavor of it is for you, I want you to ask those questions and see what kind, because there are several different tiers of relationships. There are ones where maybe they're just acquaintances, maybe they're just online and they're going to support you from afar. And I'm talking about these inner circle relationships where you do get to know on a vulnerable level. You see, most people in this stage, if I go back to that study, one in three only have, you know, one person to lean on in times of stress. Like if think about it right now, how many people can you call on your fingertips that would be there for you right now? Like if you were in a crisis, if you were going through a divorce, a breakup, your kid is like sick and you need something, who can you call right now? Think about it. And if your answer is, ooh, not that many, or I just don't know, I can't really trust anyone or... Mm, Okay. Well, then there you have your answer. And I want you to start debating and create a maintenance schedule for you to have the most nourishing and incredible relationships in your life going forward in the next year. So with that being said, I will conclude this episode, my last solo cast of this year. Thank you so much always for tuning in. Thank you for being so brave in your relationships so brave in having brave conversations and so brave in putting yourself, your desires, your needs first in this season and stage of life. And thank you for 
just tuning in week after week, helping us grow. My only ask is that if you haven't given us a five-star review, please consider doing so. Going to iTunes, scrolling down all the way at the bottom, hitting that five-star and telling us what you've loved most about the episodes. And our vow is to keep the most amazing, juicy, refreshing content coming in 2024 to expand our ever-growing team and to give you more value in the next year. Now, with that said, have more brave conversations and don't forget to be a little bit more brave this week in your life. See you next time. 